Hello, I'm Alex here, and I'm the deputy editor of the journal who takes care of thoracic imaging. It is my pleasure to welcome Dr. Claudia Henschke uh, to do this podcast with me. Um, Dr. Henschke and her co-workers uh, have an article in this month's issue. Uh, the article is entitled CT screening for lung cancer, alternative definitions of positive test results based on the national lung screening trial and international early lung cancer action program databases. Dr. Henschke, could you be so kind and briefly summarize the main results of this uh, research study? Uh, yes, uh, I have uh, Marina Yip with me, who's the first author of, of the study. We had done a study before looking at our LCAP results, which are 40 and older uh, smokers and never smokers, and we wanted to see if we could get the same results uh, using a higher risk population, the NLST. Um, so. And we found the brief summary is yes, we can reduce the number of people requiring workup by changing the threshold and the figures, the, the decrease and the positive results are almost the same. I see. So you mentioned the current study, you mentioned the previous study. What does this uh, similarity in results tell us about the uh, the different patient population or similarities or non-similarities between these uh, uh, patient populations. I'm asking this question because there is a lot of debate currently about whether the NLST results will be reproducible in other populations, especially non-North American populations. Well, I think uh, the National Lung Screening Trial has high-risk people, 55 and older, uh, with a lot of smoking um, uh, exposure. What the comparison shows is that if you, uh, that the, by changing the threshold of the, uh, who requires further workup in the first round, we're talking about the baseline round only, uh, that the decrease is pretty comparable within IELTS, which is an international group of um, patients, including Europe and Asia, and the ones in America. So I think, other, I, I think the, the results are fairly comparable. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the thresholds. Uh, could you give to our readers uh, just br a brief summary about precisely which thresholds uh, are currently recommended and, and what, uh, what, uh, what did you change exactly? Well, in, in the IELCAP protocol, we had recommended on baseline five millimeters. If, if a nodule is, if the largest nodule is greater than five millimeters, you would go on to have further workup. Otherwise, you would come back for the next annual screening. However, in our data, we found that about 16%, and similarly in, in the national lung screening uh, trial of higher risk people, about 16% had such a result baseline. But you can reduce it to uh, quite remarkably to by changing it to six millimeters, seven millimeters, and I really wouldn't go above eight millimeters because above eight millimeters, uh, when you have a high risk population with more lung cancers, then you would delay the diagnosis in too many, I think. But six, seven, or eight are, I think, are acceptable um, threshold points for the baseline round. Mm -hmm. I see. Uh, 
we all uh, basically know this from our daily routine that measuring these nodules can be quite quite a tricky quite a tricky thing. Often, uh, it's not uh, you know to the millimeter uh, precise. Uh, on the other hand, you're giving like very precise thresholds in terms of uh, five, six, seven, eight millimeters. What do these recommendations or these findings mean in the light of the uh, yet considerable variability that exists in measuring these nodules? Oh, well, I think, uh, and Rowena can talk to that very nicely because that's why we do two dimensions. We do the length and the width. And that gives you at least an average value. Um, uh, and clearly there is a variation among radiologists. But these, these thresholds are rounded off to the nearest millimeter. So if it's 5.4, you, uh, you would round it to 5. If it's 5.8, you would round it off to 6. So there's some leeway there. Mm -hmm. I see. And Rowena, you had looked at some of the, uh, the difference between one dimension, two dimension, or even volumetric. Right. So as shown that uh, the average diameter uh, reflect the tumor volume of the size better. And um, we also look at in the speed using, because they're using only the greatest um, greatest diameter, which is the length. Um, they're even, they're using a four millimeter cutoff for size. If you're using the average diameter, um, it would be it's as small as 2.5 millimeter. I see. Uh, given, given the variability that uh, uh, exists in measuring these nodules, do you think a potential alternative approach instead of fixed thresholds would be propose range ranges of size or or? Uh, you're cutting out a little bit. Uh, I don't quite understand what you mean by ranges of size. No, that instead of instead of saying let's say threshold setting a threshold at uh, at five or six or seven millimeters precisely. Uh, to say uh, if a nodule is uh, six plus minus a certain amount of, uh, of, of diameter or, or, or volume. I see. Uh, well, I think, I mean, we say at the moment if it's greater than six millimeters, uh, you would work them up. Uh, if you wanted to change that to 5.5, I think, you know, that's, uh, uh, it, it, I, I think, that's, that's a matter of preference. I think you want to move it higher, let's say, I would prefer seven. I haven't convinced anybody to use a threshold of seven, but I think that's a reasonable threshold even in the high-risk population for the first baseline scan. Remember that when we go to the annual scan, then we start work up at three millimeters. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, in, the, in the radiology community at large, there is uh, sometimes some uh, debate, confusion uh, about, uh, you know, nodules in general, managing lung nodules. Um, uh, there are the recommendations that come from programs like the, like the LCAP, the, the NLST, uh, there is the LS, NLST information. Uh, there are other guidelines for incidentally found lung nodules. Could you just uh, make clear for our readers to which precise context the findings that you described in your study apply. 
right. Okay. This uh, these results uh, uh, apply to baseline screening, and baseline screening is like incidentally detecting a nodule when you have no prior CT scan on a on a CT. The the, the NLST criteria really apply to the higher risk ones that are 55 and older and have 35 years or more of smoking, but given our prior data, they also really apply to the people less at risk uh, uh, who, who don't have quite the same smoking history. Uh, but they apply to the baseline incidentally detected nodule. If I have a prior CT scan, then I really need to focus on the annual rounds, the result of annual rounds of screening. Mm -hmm. And how uh, how would uh, the setting that you describe in your study how would that compare with uh, with the setting for which the uh, guidelines of the Transnational Society, the famous popular recommendations of the Transnational Society, how would the two settings compare? Well, I think remember the Fleischner Society. If you're talking about the ones that we came up uh, with four or five years ago by Peter McMahon, with the first author. There was not that much data available, uh, so I think the Fleischner Society might be updating their their recommendations based on the data that's emerging. Although they were they were really fairly they're fairly close to the results that we have. I see. Now, there's also a difference between non-solid and solid nodules. Uh, so sub-solid nodules are clearly trickier. To measure uh, and most of the guidelines really refer to solid modules. I see, okay. Uh, uh, in your, um, uh, in your uh, advances, uh, knowledge of your uh, manuscript, you propose that the findings that um, uh, you uh, report uh, should, be, uh, should be confirmed in larger uh, prospective studies. Um, <clears throat> How how do you see happen? Uh, uh, do you do you foresee that there will be future larger screening studies, or do you think this should be done in ongoing screening trials? How uh, how, 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 how do you want it to realize? Well, I think uh, you know you, in any screening study you need to record what you do and you need to review it. And I think that you could really prospectively say I'm going to use six threshold. Uh, six millimeter or seven millimeters. And then in a year, you'll know what you, how well that did. And so you, I could think of in an ongoing screening program, one institution or several institutions adopt one threshold and some others another one. And in a year, uh, you would have uh, already some pretty good idea of how well that's working in terms of how many cancers are you delaying the diagnosis on how many you're delaying the diagnosis. I see. And the, and the, this delay of the diagnosis, you, you, you mentioned in your discussion, uh, certainly it, it is a radiological issue, but it is also like a legal issue. It is, it is a, 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 an ethical issue. It is a moral issue. What is, uh, uh, what, what would be a, a tolerable delay, an acceptable delay in diagnosis, in your personal opinion? Well, first of all, I agree with what you're saying. It's all of those issues, and it's, it is not an easy um, thing to really decide upon. 
And that's why I think it would be good for different institutions to try different things and then uh, to discuss it. I, um, to me, there, the, in the baseline round, you find slower growing cancers on average. And um, a, a delay, uh, you're talking about a delay of nine months. Now, in our data, we haven't found that somebody has progressed from a stage one to a higher stage. Uh, in that time interval. But if you have several cases that progress to a higher stage, then clearly then that threshold might be too high. Uh, but we don't have, uh, so far we haven't found that when you change from five millimeters to six millimeters, for example. Mm -hmm. I understand. Dr. Henschke, uh, you have done this very important work. You have previously done the work in the ILK population. From these two papers, what should be the main take-home message for the general non-specialized radiologist in terms of dealing with, non, with lung nodules and managing lung nodules? Oh my goodness, that's a, <laughs> that's a very big question. <laughs> Uh, I think I think there has to be recognition that we can't work up everything that we see. That as the CT scanners get better, all of us will have a nodule, and simply it doesn't make sense to work up a thousand people to find one cancer nine months earlier. So I think uh, there has to be a recognition that that some cancers will be delayed, and and that you will through research we will find out exactly where that threshold should be for a particular at-risk population. Okay, thank you very much for this answer. Thank you very much for the conversation. And uh, I am sure that our readers will enjoy both the article and the editorial that will accompany. Thank well, you. Well, I hope that next you'll be reporting on prospective validation of these uh, okay. uh, different thresholds. Thank you very much. For the We're looking forward to that. Thank you very much.